You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And on page one of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, Bernie English writes, Limerick campaigners fear the screening delays will cost lives. Concerns have been raised that the shutdown of routine testing programmes, such as breast check, is putting Limerick lives on the line. Health campaigner Vicky Phelan said this week that hundreds of lives could be lost when national screening programmes are rebooted. I understand why certain services had to be stopped due to the pandemic, but it's very worrying that people are still being denied cancer screening, she said. With cervical cancer, patients have to get their pre-cancer cells lasered off every time they go to hospital. But if they are not being seen, there is a real danger these pre-cancer cells will develop into full-blown cancer. Fianna Fáil TD Willie O'Dea believes we are staring down the barrel of a crisis in relation to cancer treatment. Latest figures show no mammograms were carried out in the month of April, while there was a 96% decrease in the number of samples sent to cervical check labs in that time. We are looking down. We are looking at the very real prospect of more people dying of an additional cancer rate than die from COVID-19. He declared. In response to queries about screening services from the Limerick Post, a spokesman from the University of Limerick Hospitals Group said that the decision to suspend screening was taken at a national level. The colposcopy clinic in University Maternity Hospital Limerick remains open and continues to receive referrals outside of the screening programme. We look forward to increasing the service when screening recommences in line with physical distancing and other national guidance. That story is available on page one and limerickpost.ie for the full story. On page four of this week's paper, David Raleigh writes about the funeral tribute for the Limerick Garda known affectionately as Robocop. Hundreds of Gardaí paid a silent COVID-19 tribute to retired Limerick motorcycle Garda Eddie Ryan, who was affectionately known as Robocop because of his dedication to road safety. The 56-year-old Tipperary native who died from cancer last Sunday started his career in Roxburgh Road Garda Station before moving to the city headquarters in Henry Street Station where he joined the Divisional Traffic Corps in 2003. The father of three retired from the force in February 2014 after more than 30 years of service and had been working as a taxi regulator. His Garda partner of 11 years, Sergeant Tony Minotaur, said his colleague was well liked by all, even those he rubbed shoulders with and prosecuted under the Road Traffic Act. He was a very big man, a larger than life character and his likes will never be seen again. Despite his towering presence, however, Eddie Ryan was a gentle giant and had a reputation of always treating offenders fairly. That story is available on page four of this week's paper and online at limerickpost.ie. And over to the Limerick Post show now, Megan Scully caught up with Sarah Ryan, who appeared on the latest series of Operation Transformation, Keeping Well Apart, and told us all about the experience. She also caught up with Limerick singer-songwriter Emma Langford to talk all about her new track, Mariana, and music video, Life in Lockdown and Music, and she had this to say. So Emma, we're at Razor Chat to you today. It's actually nearly a year since we last spoke that time in 101, um, but you've got another new song out, Mariana, which I absolutely adore. Can you tell me about the song? Um, well, I can't believe it's that long since we talked. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the song, I suppose, uh, I wrote it a couple of years ago now. Um, I had just come back from traveling in Argentina and I'd met a woman there that really inspired me and really touched my heart and uh, I wanted to write something for her in her honor um, and it took a while for it to come and then and then I actually lost a friend who I had met when I was traveling in South America and this 
really amazing girl who was dying to she, she wanted to be a translator and she wanted to come to Ireland and she wanted to travel the world you know she was just one of these incredibly charismatic people um and she died very suddenly and then the song kind of came to me through that as kind of I suppose therapy in a way um and I shelved it and I didn't think anything else about it and then in the last couple of years when I was putting together the new album that song sort of resurfaced in my memory and it's come out a couple of times because I've had a few opportunities to to pay tribute to women important amazing women and that song really fit the bill so I decided I would kind of rework it I'd figure out where I was going with it I brought it to my producers and they created an actual track around it and it became what it is so now it, it's I released it um early I didn't intend on releasing a single during lockdown and then just kind of felt like um people wanted new music and they wanted something that was uplifting and hopeful and I wanted to to, to release something um and then that song felt like the right one. Uh, so I, yeah, I just, I just said I'd, I'd pull it together and had a word with uh, Sophia Cadigan, who made the music video for it. Um, let her know kind of roughly what the ideas around it were. Um, and she started producing something. And when we went into production for the music video, uh, Leslie Ann Ledan died, who's a friend of mine. Um, and a very loved um, and respected businesswoman around Limerick. Um, so I decided I would actually release the track in her memory um, and kind of in her honour as well um, because I just wanted to do something it was yeah such a, it was a, a lovely thing to do as well and actually Emma the first time I ever saw you um, was in Sheila Fab this is going back um, gosh it must be three or four years ago now I used to do the open mic nights and my um, former housemates um, used to play music so every it was it on a Tuesday or Wednesday I can't, it was midweek anyways and uh, we'd head down and my house I, I can't sing myself so I'd sit there and watch and my housemates would perform and it was always such a lovely venue and she was always so welcoming and it was just such a cool place to go I loved going there but that was my first that's the first time I ever remember um meet it's like seeing you and then and obviously then after that getting to know you then through um through music and through work so um I always think back to like Sheila Fab and what a special place it was for everyone yeah it was a real hub for that kind of thing there's a lot of um of relationships and friendships and and connections that sprung up just through stuff that happened there and I think that's what made it really special it felt like somewhere you could meet people and you could generate ideas and talk about stuff which you know it was the place was like a beating heart you know there was there was so much happening there was so much energy and and that was really Leslie Ann's legacy is that she left that sense of um she didn't leave any stone unturned like I've I've gone to visit the now empty building a couple of times um just to take a look inside and looking around the empty building I still see her and I still see everything in there like there's there's no place in that room that she isn't you know and or that you know that you don't see some spark of energy or something magical that happened um some gorgeous interaction with a with a new friend or, or a stranger um so it's it's a really beautiful place for that um and mention as well all the dogs that I used to love going in and being like who's got dogs in here today <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As as a dog fanatic myself, I agree. That was a, that was a big draw for me, and I like it. You know, there's there's lots of beautiful dog friendly places open in Limerick now, which was actually a big initiative of Leslie Ann's as well, the dog friendly Limerick motion. Um, but 
I, I just think that was somewhere that you could go you could have coffee, play a game of chess and, and meet a good dog. And, you know, that's kind of the dream. And in podcast this week, we caught up with Orla de Borca, an artist taking part in the Creatives Against COVID-19 initiative. Orla told us all about her art and the initiative, and she had this to tell us. We're here to talk about the Creatives Against COVID-19 uh, initiative. Um, I think there's more than 200 and something artists involved from yeah, there's like 30 something countries or something it's yeah. crazy it's crazy amount of people i'm so, supporting it it's amazing yeah. how, how did you get involved um so I, another designer i follow fatty brick she um posted that she had submitted something so i went in and i had a look at it and i was like oh i'd love to have a go with that when i have some free time so you just uh, submitted your work and how did you know when it was accepted um they sorry how did you know when it was accepted and what was that kind of buzz like? That oh yeah, so we got an email back to say that they'd taken it and then they put it up on the Instagram. And uh, what was your reaction like? Because like you're included with um, hundreds of brilliant artists, you know? Yeah, like when I saw it on the Instagram, I was like, oh my God, do this my life. But yeah, and then when I saw it up on the website, it was just like very surreal to see yeah. my work being sold like that. Do you know what I mean? um and such a good cause as well like so that's one thing as well it is it's not just to raise money for uh, a company or something it's actually for charity so uh what charities are involved yeah it's for Childline, isis pcc Childline, and for women's aid so like you know that's just brilliant helping women and children who are a lot of women and children are particularly vulnerable right now at yeah. home and they need all the support, those charities need all the support they can get right now. So yeah, I think that was just a brilliant, brilliant um, charity to choose yeah. to donate towards, yeah. And uh, about your own piece in it, um, like I said, uh, a lot of it's very different to other work that you've done. So it doesn't seem digital, I think it's paint, is it? It's a print of a painting. Oh no, wait, I did it. I did it on yeah. the computer, yeah. Oh, it is um, digital, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, basically, I was just thinking like, so I used, I was inspired by the Seamus Heaney quote. Um, it's if we winter this one out, we'll summer anywhere. We can summer anywhere. And because I'd heard that quote kind of being thrown around a good bit, um, kind of at the start of the whole crisis and people were saying it, it really reflects where we are right now. Yeah. Even though it's obviously from a poem years ago. But um yeah, and I was just thinking, you know, where would we like to be <laughs> by the coast in the summer? It's uh, it's based on Dingle, that um, my design, I suppose. And yeah, I just kind of the idea that you know, if we conquer down, we wait this one out, we do as we're supposed to do, stay home. That we'll have the freedom at the end of it and be able to go to all these beautiful places like the coast, Fern, West Coast. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. For more news, art, sports, entertainment, and much, much more, you can visit limerickpost.ie or pick up this week's copy of the Limerick Post newspaper. You can also follow the hashtag KeepingLimerickPosted across all social media channels to keep up to date on all Limerick news. We really are keeping Limerick posted. <laughs>